incision part two. Together they reached Bunny Hill Lane. It was a block further than usual, but for both of them it felt like a mile. Donna and Axel had started running twice a day over three months ago. Her best friend Leah had just euthanized her cat Bella a week before they started. Since Bella had taken on Leah's anxiety, he gained about 20 pounds, developed diabetes, and was in the process of developing short-term memory dementia. It was suggested that Axel be euthanized as well. The government had just legalized it for transfer pets the year before and he was a classic candidate. He had diabetes, incredibly high cholesterol, and gained so much weight he never left the bed. The only way Donna could get him to go outside to use the bathroom was to lure him through the sliding door with a quarter-pound hamburger. Donna went so far as to make a euthanasia appointment for Axel. He had been wetting the bed three times a day and whimpering in pain all night. The hamburger was no longer enough. Not even a cheeseburger would do it. So the night before his appointment, she lied awake on the wood floor beside him. In and out of sleep, she was certain that she heard Axel's voice. He was telling her that this was the only way. He was in more pain than she could possibly imagine. This made her cry because she could imagine. She had given him her pain. When she arrived at the psychiatry center, a woman she'd never met before was crying outside, clutching an empty pink leash with yellow flowers. There were services to taxidermy on the spot. Some people believe that in time, a taxidermied animal could be brought back to life. Apparently, she didn't believe. The pain in the woman's wails was enough for Donna to hop back in the car and drive Axel home. She went on the internet and did some research. There were thousands of transfer pet owners who had contemplated euthanasia for the bearer of their pain. Some people claimed there was a plan of eating and exercise that not only transformed their transfer pet's life, but their own. In large, people followed a plant-based, non-acidic diet that included only water as a beverage. Donna looked over to the wet pillow Axel laid on and knew what she had to do. The first day was the hardest. Axel could easily tell the difference between hamburger and veggie burger. All she could do was pick him up with all her might and toss him onto a patch of grass outside. He yellowed the green and then stared at her to take him inside. Donna held a tiny piece of burger before his nose and walked two bowls to the opposite side of the lawn. One of them had water in them and the other had plant-based chicken. Okay, Axel, she said. Okay, I know you want to lay down, but we're going to start doing things differently. Every day we're going to walk, just a little, but we're going to walk. And today I'm going to keep it simple, stupid, the kiss method. If you want your food, you're going to have to walk to the other end of the lawn. Axel looked up at her like he understood, but that she had to be kidding. I'm not kidding, mister. We're going to whip ourselves into shape. She ran up and down the lawn five times while Axel stared at her. To him, he was the human and she was the dog. And Donna was one weird dog. An hour passed before Axel stood up. He inched towards the food about five feet, took in a big whiff, and turned back to the sliding door. He could tell there was something in the bowl, but it certainly wasn't a burger. She considered the failure a great success. After all, he walked. The only problem arose when he came inside. He fell asleep outside the refrigerator waiting for the real burger. 
This continued for three days until he got so hungry he actually walked to the plant-based chicken and ate it. From there, they walked up and down the driveway. Then they crossed the street. Then they walked to Silver Drive and back. Silver Drive turned to Allen Court, and Allen Court turned into Bunny Hill Lane. To Bunny Hill Lane and back was a little over three-quarters of a mile. Donna felt so good that she took Axel off the leash and let him roam the sidewalk freely. He saw a squirrel and ran into the street. Attempting to stop the cars, Donna hopped into the street and was run over by a car. The car kept driving. Only Axel was around to see the car was a blue pickup truck with a license plate full of squiggles that humans know to be fives and s's. He ran over to a dying Donna faster than he'd ran over to anything in his entire life. I love you, Axel, buddy, she said in bloodied tears. I shouldn't have given you my depression. The police came. Axel ran. He ran for three days until he was caught and put into a shelter. His healthy body and good looks caused him to be adopted within days. He was loaded into the back of a blue pickup truck with a license plate filled with fives and s's. When he got home, a woman was screaming at a crying teenage boy because he wouldn't take his medicine. When the boy spotted Axel, he quieted down, ran over, and gave him a big hug. That night, Axel slept with the boy in the bed. The boy didn't sleep very much. He rolled around playing games on his phone. Is it going to work? asked the boy. Axel had no idea what he was talking about. Oh, you don't know. You're just a dog, he said, petting the nape of his neck. They say it works, though. And if it does, I feel bad because the pain I feel is tremendous. But the doctors say you'll be okay. You'll be okay, won't you, buddy? The boy took Axel over to the fridge and opened it up. The light box was filled with treats. There was a pizza, hamburger, cheese, fries, and a milkshake. Axel had a secret fondness for milkshakes. The boy could tell, so he spilled the strawberry sludge into a bowl. Axel slurped it all up. The chemicals in his brain weren't used to sugar, so they gave him a surge he hadn't felt in a very, very long time. He started jumping around and dancing like crazy. You're a lot like me, said the boy. Axel had no idea that the next day he would be given the boy's bipolar disorder on top of Donna's depression. He had no idea that the pain would return and he'd gain weight and wet himself and stop going on walks. He had no idea that the family just took him from the shelter to warp his mind and euthanize him. But for the night, he enjoyed his feast. That's all you can ever really do, isn't it? The Incision Part 2 is a continuation of The Incision Part 1, but it is a completely different story within the same world. I came up with the idea while I was walking around the neighborhood with my mom talking about my medications for bipolar disorder. And how I'm frustrated by the way they are uh, causing me to gain weight and have other health issues. I mean, nothing too serious. It's mostly the weight gain. At the same time, I would advise anyone who's having mental health issues to try psychiatric medications. I mean, they've saved my life. I would be nothing, literally, literally nothing without them. So the extra pounds here and there to me are worth it. I wish I could get rid of those pounds. I mean, I could if I worked harder. I did go to Shake Shack for lunch. I had a double cheeseburger and fries. And yes, I was a vegetarian at the beginning of this project, but I'm back to eating meat. So that's that explains why I had the, the burger. 
which was a delicious burger. Just plugging uh, Shake Shack because they advertise with me. Just kidding. I have no connection to Shake Shack. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was venting out my frustrations in this story about my health. When I was uh, first starting to take medications, I told my girlfriend at the time what I was taking, and she looked it up, and she's like, you got to get off it. You're going to get diabetes. And I was freaked out, and I looked it up, and some people do end up with diabetes on these medications, but it's very rare, and it's because they're not taking care of themselves, and there's so many other factors at hand. People like to simplify things into one little thing, but everything is really complicated in this world. Anyway, the next story up is called Countdown. It's the longest story in the entire collection. And it's pretty fucking awesome. But I don't know how I'm going to get through reading it aloud without having mess ups. But we'll see when you listen to Countdown Story 19. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.